Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug, and joining me this week is not Justin, because he's off doing heroic things. Uh, in his place, I have the one, the only, the mighty Noah Reno. Welcome back, my friend. What is up? Hey. Wow, he's here. Uh, so glad to have you back, man. Thanks for thanks for joining. I'm always happy to I'm always happy to be in as an honorary co-host. Yeah. I love it. Get a little badge next time. <laughs> well, I gotta I say, I mean, whenever you're here, the content flows. I mean, <laughs> well, the next the next time I come back, it's uh, what is? It? I get a free T-shirt or something like that. <laughs> it says Fiverr or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Five guys or something. I'll give you a Five Guys T-shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Oil only. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, man. It's great to have you back. Lots. To, we got some cool stuff to talk about. Before that, I mean, holidays. Quickly approaching, man. Are you ready for him? I am ready for the holidays. It's been weird being in uh, Nashville. It's the first Christmas in Nashville. We are going home, uh, but there's been no snow. And I don't ever leave the house, so I haven't even gotten like the retail side of Christmas. Mm. Uh, I've I've had to force myself to listen to Christmas music to kind of get into some kind of Well, that sounds like torture. Yeah. So I'm excited, but I'm not exactly in the mood. (laughs) <laughs> That's, that makes sense. Are you is are you a big Christmas guy? Is that like uh, I normally am. Okay. I usually am. Um, but because for the past couple of years, I've worked in. Uh, ah. I worked at the photography gig, so we always had things like kind of dressed up. and We had music playing and stuff. And so that was definitely a good way to get into the mood. And people started coming in in like October and Santa hats and stuff. Be like, yeah, we're ready to do our Christmas photos. We got to get our Christmas cards out. So I was always like really into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just this year is the first time I I've been kind of self-employed and just haven't haven't really got to experience much of the much of the festive holly vibes. Sure, and then plus being down in Nashville, not always you know the snowy yeah. like there's a it's lot of nice. elements. Yeah, it was so. seventy two weeks ago, and it's mm. kind of been hovering in the forties since. Not bad, not bad at all, my friend. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, I'm enjoying my time off already which has been great and uh, we're keeping it real simple just me jill and natalie um just you know i think my brother may come up and visit at some point which will be pretty cool haven't seen him in a couple years so that'll be fun to see him outside of that man we're just keeping it chill i think tight 
keeping it tight. I think Natalie's uh, friends uh, that live two doors down are going to come over. Uh, we're going to make Christmas cookies. They're going nice. to decorate them and things like that. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm looking forward to cooking. You know, yeah. I've got, I made peppermint ice cream the other night, Ooh. which was fucking dope, man. Nice. Like it turned out too good. And each <laughs> night I'm like, I'm going to take a couple spoonfuls of this. I was like, take it easy. Take it easy, man. <laughs> I don't know. I have all this extra cream and I'm like, I don't want it to go to waste. So I was like, I guess I'll just use it to make ice cream. And, uh, yeah, boy. that's the, that's the tough thing about, uh, where we are in our lives right now because we're still we still go for Christmas. Mm-hmm. We're, we're the people going for christmas we don't host mm-hmm. anything so i don't i don't have any obligation to cook yeah. but we did just this year for the wedding part of our thing was uh have people gave us recipes as part of like their, their our guest book and uh we got a bunch of like Christmas cookies and nice. holiday recipes and stuff like that, specifically for like family functions and stuff. Cause they want us to cook the food for them that we bring to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they don't have to do it anymore, which fair. Yeah. Uh, but like, I'm like, yeah, we could make some of those things, but then we'd have to haul them across the country. And I have no desire to do that. Yeah. You know, when I thought about going back to visit my parents, I was, I was like, what can I bring back that will make it there? You know, because I like to do smoke something, you know, pulled pork or whatever. And that can make it pretty far. Once it's done, you throw it in a cooler, you wrap it up, throw it in a cooler and it can survive like four to yeah. six hours, like just hanging out and being totally cool. But it's also a big effort to do that overnight and hopefully you time it right. And every time you do, it, it's a little bit different. So, yeah. you know, besides, I, I enjoy doing like, you know, now my big thing is like smoking cheddar cheese. That's the fucking best, man. <laughs> Love that shit. And uh, making some pies and whatever. But yeah, I, I absolutely love doing that stuff. I'm always happy to host. It's just like yeah, my family typically doesn't come. And then with Jill's family, we kind of rotate holidays for different folks to see like who wants to do what, when. So, um, you know, I'm always happy to host because I'm always like, I'll fucking cook for you. I'll, I'll cook. <laughs> I'll make you all sorts of shit. Because I just spend all day cooking and I absolutely love doing it. It's one of my favorite things to do is when people come by, I was yeah. like, let me cook for you or we'll go get some food. Either way, I'll absolutely. treat you. So if anyone ever wants to come hang out with me at my place, <laughs> come on by. I got a guest room and I'll cook for you. So you're always. welcome in advance. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, so before we get started, real quick housekeeping, uh, if you don't, or if you haven't already and you're here, hit that like button. If you feel so compelled, hit the subscribe button. It's free, costs you nothing, and it helps us out a lot. We are doing really well. We're up to 260 subscribers. Like when I, when I look back at how far we've come in one year gang, like we've, we've done really, really well. And I, and all of it, I, I thank, I thank you. I thank you for being along for the ride and participating and showing up and listening to stuff, commenting on stuff, liking stuff, subscribing, all that, all that means a lot. So thank you very, very much um, for helping us grow. We're we're on a road to monetization. We're getting there. We're about 25% of the way there. So super exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then also, uh, you know, if you want to throw money our way, check us out at patreon.com slash podcast. Shout out to Clarissa for uh, signing up for the Patreon. Thank you so much. Very much appreciated. We love you for supporting us. And then also you can check out our merch at redbubble.com. Just type in Mindgap Podcast. You can pick yourself up something nice for the holidays. Pick yourself up something something really good. Uh, if you'd like to join our Discord and get to know myself, Noah, and some of the other folks that exist there, link is in the description down below. Always welcome to join us. 
And then, of course, uh, you know, youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. We live stream our podcasts on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central. I typically host a video game stream on Fridays or Saturdays. Right now, it's mostly Fridays because Saturdays are D&D night, which is super exciting. Um, so come hang out with me for that stuff. Last stream was Dinkum, which is a lot of fun. I uh, played as a character named Andy America. And uh, Seth was playing along with me. He was playing as Irv's, uh, Irv Stevewin. He was my Australian buddy, as the game of Dinkum is essentially, it's basically an Animal Crossing skin, but in Australia, and you can jump. So there are differences. But, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. I just played with my shirt off and had a hat on, and I just played as some redneck, and it was really fun. So be on the lookout for some shorts and clips coming soon, because I pieced together some real fun stuff I edited today. So shorts are coming. Uh, get ready for that. So anywho, that's all for housekeeping. Let's turn our attention to the juicy bits. You know, as I like to call them, mm. welcome to the juicy bits. I like, I like what you did there. Grab <laughs> the little juicy, grab the little juicy bits. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> get those juicy bits. Um, once, once again, we turn our attention to Fortnite, uh, everyone's favorite game. Um, two stories uh, regarding Fortnite at the moment. Uh, for one, the first one um, is parents who say their kids won't eat or shower because they're addicted to Fortnite. They slam Epic Games with a lawsuit. This comes from Insi Business Insider. Um, and kind of the gist of this was, parents are arguing that their children experience symptoms of addiction to Fortnite. The Canadian Supreme Court authorized the class action lawsuit. And then uh, Epic Games says they plan to fight this in court. And they believe the evidence will show that this case is meritless. Yeah. No, you seem like you got some thoughts. Let let's hear them. I think it is meritless. Um <laughs> Uh, listen, it's. Uh, I don't think it's so much a Fortnite is addict is a, is an addicting game. It is an addicting. Game. People people love this game. There is a reason why people like it. One, I don't think they they set out to make the most addicting game of all time. Whether or not they know it's it is addicting now, and they're like doing anything to combat it. Sure, I don't know. Uh, but like, I think it's more of a mental health thing. <laughs> it's like what like does your child feel that they need to be addicted to something? Like, is there a reason why they are addicted to this rather than something else? Or is, like, is it because you like, is it as you as a parent are failing? Is it because of something else going on? Maybe it is just the video game is, is too much fun. I mean, who knows? I, I think that it, it goes beyond just like this company made a fun video game and it just happened to be the biggest thing in the world. So let's hit them with lawsuits. I think it's a fair um, assessment of it. You know, um, I'm trying to think about if Fortnite had come out when I was a kid, I would have absolutely eaten that up. I, I remember playing a lot of Counter-Strike, Half-Life, played a little bit of Quake at one point in time. Um, you know, I loved the idea of online multiplayer stuff, so I know for sure I would have been into it. Yeah, I mean, I did. I I played hundreds of hours of Halo. Like, I... I, I I sometimes didn't shower because I was playing Halo. I sometimes mm -hmm. didn't eat. Like I sometimes I stayed up till seven o'clock in the morning when I was out playing through like seven o'clock at night. It just that's kids like video games. <laughs> They're fun. <laughs> Listen, I uh, I logged an embarrassingly large amount of hours on World of Warcraft uh, at one point <laughs> just after college when I first moved to Chicago. Um especially when I was going to school, but I didn't have a job. 
uh, I earned a flying mount in the game. And you had to grind your ass off to get that. And whenever I've gone back and played World of Warcraft, I see the mount and I just go, <sighs> boy, the amount of time you spent on that. Because there was only a certain amount of currency you can earn per day. There was a limited number of daily quests. And I did the math. I'm like, if I do these every day, I will have enough currency to have this in like five weeks. And I grinded it out. Every day, every day. And I did the math. I just did it every single day. And then I got it. And I remember being like, it was one of the, the at the same time, the moment was both, oh, yeah. And also like, Jesus fucking Christ, man, what have you done? Because people were like, dude, that's a cool mount. I'm like, I will never do this again. This was not worth it. This is not worth. And and that's the, that's the exact same. I, I play eight hours of Overwatch every day. If it was, if it's not Fortnite, it's something else. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get that. Like since Fortnite is literally the biggest thing in the world right now, it is the easiest thing to set the point at and like look at and accuse. I get it, and because of like the the privacy stuff, the security stuff, and like the ten cent stuff, we just don't. How companies function in other countries is not the debate, but I just think it's I just think it's silly because if again the video game thing has been on and off for decades and. Just if when it's when Fortnite is done, it will be something else. Agreed. The, the medium is evolving. It's always getting more fun because they understand what hits the the dopamine receptors in your brain. Yes, they do, but like, so does so does the people who make your cars. So does the people who like who make the TV that you want. Like that's what Netflix does. They know they understand your ba- brain chemistry enough to put the next thing that you want to watch next on autoplay. So you don't turn it off. I mean, YouTube, like, Jesus. I mean, they know they, they just, they, that's just how companies work. They, they know how to make your brain want their product. And they, and do. if you got recommended to this podcast because of YouTube, I want to say, welcome. I'm glad you're here and hang out with us and chat with us tonight. We're happy you're here. But, you know, I, so I, I just think on this Fortnite is not at fault for making a fun game. Yeah, it, it, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I, think, I think it is a fun game. Sometimes yeah. like I've, I've played enough Fortnite to be like, yes, this game is fun, but it's not for me. Oh, 100 percent. It's, not, it's um, not a game that I'm going to lose sleep over. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like this is and, and I, I want to. I heard Philip DeFranco kind of weigh in on this to some degree, too, and, and he said he had a disclaimer and I'm going to kind of like echo it as, as well which is everyone parents a little bit differently and it's really difficult to be a parent so I don't want to just do a blanket statement of like hey be a better parent you know yeah be a better parent and just fucking pay attention as someone who grew up as a gamer I'm hyper aware of this stuff I'm hyper aware of like Natalie the other day got some game on the iPad it's basically like Galaga but for you know updated and it's got a whole bunch of like typical app stuff where there's daily things you can earn currency to unlock different things and you can pay whatever and she was just going to town on it for like two days and at one point i said hey i'm gonna start giving you about 30 minutes to play this and then we're gonna stop and here's why i go they designed these games to be addictive that they make you want to think about it make you want to play it and all that sort of stuff and i don't want you to fall into that trap and she goes you know what that's fair that's fine. She goes, I don't really need to play it. I was like, I want you to enjoy it, but I need you to understand that constant, this sort of constant pull toward this is not a healthy thing. So I want to, I want you to be aware of that. So for me, as someone who grew up playing a buttload of 
original Nintendo, a buttload of Super Nintendo, a lot of PlayStation, PlayStation, you know, two, a lot of computer games. Like I understand the pull. Hell, when Natalie was born, I was logging a lot of hours on video games and Jill's like, you, you realize this has to stop, right? And I was like, ah, what? It's a baby. Baby's asleep. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but you're gonna have to pull back on this. And it took me some time to realize like, right, I need to change my behaviors to accommodate uh, the world. Yeah. But I definitely want to play games with Natalie. <laughs> I, I look forward to that. Like she, the other night I was playing Civilization Six, and she's like, what are you playing? I'm like, oh, this is Civ Six. And she's like, what do you do? I was like, oh, well, you're a civilization. I was explaining it to her. And I go, I, you know, she's like, this looks really cool. I go, well, it is cool. I go, and hopefully my goal is someday I'll get you your own computer and you and I can play together. And I would love that. And I hope that that happens. But I'm also going to explain to her to the best of my ability, hey, this is what the games are. This is what they do. And if she and her friends get into a game, I'm also going to research it. I'm going to look yeah. into it. I'm going to see how it works. And we're going to set parameters that we both think are fair because, um, and there's people, you know, I've heard parents talk about kids who, you know, they get done playing that game and they're incredibly irritable. They're frustrated. I remember the bad emotional state I would be in after playing certain games. My brother and I would fight, you know, over yeah. Street Fighter 2 or whatever else we were playing. And we would get in really bad moods. And it's, it's just like, yeah, you don't need to have that in your life to that no. degree. So. No, it, it, it is definitely something that you can moderate. I mean, just like anything. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just interesting because it's like, I don't know. I was never a sports kid. That's why I played video games. But it's mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't know if I was like at the basketball court till six in the morning. Would that also warrant like a, uh, hey, you should stop like play basketball so much. Or would that be like, work towards that scholarship, baby. Let's go. Ooh, that's a really good point. That's a really great point because because it's physical activity, people view yeah. that differently, right? Because you, which I think there is some validity to that, right? You're out you're being active. I understand how wacky the argument is. No, no, no. I think it's a fair it, argument though, because <laughs> times have changed. You know, the other, you know, when I was younger, you're spending all your time in the basement, you know, playing Super Mario Brothers. People look, they frown upon that. Whereas nowadays, I mean, there are a lot of positives of playing video games. People link, you know, problem solving, tactical strategy, uh, hand-eye coordination, you know, ability to think in real time. There's a lot of elements that go into that. And plus, I mean, it's a fun, immersive experience altogether. Now, granted, would I rather be doing some sort of physical activity and working out instead of spending two, three hours playing, you know, or perhaps many several hour sessions playing total war warhammer three yeah i could probably find a better use of my time but i think um i think it's with everything is moderation right yeah. and i do believe there is a responsibility as a parent to monitor the stuff just like i see parents that will grab an ipad throw it in front of their kid and the kid just throws on youtube and just goes to town and i'm like whoa even YouTube kids. I had that for Natalie for a little bit, and then we got rid of that shit because I'm like, this is getting into some weird places. She doesn't need that. And the idea of I want to, I don't want to govern necessarily what Natalie watches, but I want to be aware of what she's watching because I want to be able to at least have conversations about it and, and things of that nature. And Fortnite has things in place to monitor these things. They have playtime reports that track the amount of time that the child plays each week. 
They require parental permission before purchases are made. They have those things. I know Nintendo does the same thing. They have an app that gives you like your weekly update of how much time has been spent on the Switch. Like there are things in place that allow this to happen. And I'm in your boat where I don't think Fortnite was doing this intentionally. They're building in mechanics that all games build in. You know, there's that idea of leveling up, right? There's a big whoosh. There's a sound. There's things they have. The shiny cosmetics that you can earn through the battle pass or for the season that you have to grind out through missions. And, you know, there's emotes and stuff. All these different things you can unlock. Fortnite's not different than any other game. You know, I would argue the same thing about World of Warcraft or you mentioned Halo or Call of Duty you know, all of these games share that same thing. So I maybe this is a poor argument, but if you're going to go after Fortnite, I think you should also go after these other games. Now, Fortnite, I think, appeals more to children just on its design, yes. you know, and things of that nature. Um, shit. I mean, my uh, one of Jill's nephews got he was playing that game when he was like seven, eight years old. And that was seven years ago. You know, I remember him just on on a phone, just playing with his friends, yeah. you know, it's even now her, even younger cousins who are like seven are say doing the same thing. They're on there playing it like crazy. And I'm like, that is, so there's a bit of a concern there, but I don't fault Epic for doing anything different than any other game that's out there. Yeah. I, I don't think it was in any way like the market, like the way that the game was created, I don't think it was in any way meant to be predatory, not like the vape industry. <laughs> like yeah hey, right kids do you want to smoke they're like hey this is a video game we're gonna put like we're gonna make it fun and it is kid friendly like it mm -hmm. is a it is a game that children can play not only in ease of mechanics like a barrier to entry but it's also like cute and fun to look at sure i just think that's the style of the game I mean, it was before it was Fortnite. It was like this other game. It's been like this, like this game has existed for quite a long time. And so I think they were just like, let's capitalize on this battle royale thing. And it took off. And so like the game existed in its current like in a state way before it popped off the way it did. Agreed. So again, the, the idea that like this game was marketed and created to be this addicting, crazy thing is just nothing. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know. I, I think it's good to challenge these things, at least maybe as an industry, to take a look at how yeah. we're getting people addicted to things. Um, you know, this is obviously a fantasy thing I'm about to bring up, but in the movie Ready Player One, you know, there's a part where the evil corporate bad guy is talking about if if they get control of this virtual universe, that they can populate ads on up to 80% of the viewing screen without inducing seizures. Like, that's what a line that he says. He's like, imagine all the ad space we can sell on this sort of stuff. Companies are obviously out there to, you know, earn a profit on these sorts of things. So, I mean, yeah. when I open up Fortnite, I just, I've only played this game like a handful of times. I open it up and I'm like, what the fuck am I? It's just like a bunch of screens. I'm like, there's not even like a straight menu. I'm like, how the hell do I get from point A to point B? This is insane. It is a cavalcade of information and screens and and Absolutely. just like bright features and whatever i'm like oh my god like it, it does kind of feel and that way so maybe that's a larger issue that we could look at as a whole for the industry yeah and i think that is that is where the line kind of is for me because i think a, a game being fun to the point where somebody is addicted to it 
is a lot different than taking advantage of those users for profit. So like if Fortnite started putting, I mean, you could call their entire system that they have now like marketing because, or like ads because they're putting characters from other shows, like be like, Hey, look at this character. You could probably watch their TV show or play their video game or whatever. You could argue that that's all like a monetization scheme in, in and of itself. But it's like, until they start putting like, Ford ads on the sides <laughs> of buildings and shit. I think I think we're okay, but I don't think that's that far off. I think that has a completely like possible future. Well, considering you know the live concerts that have taken place in Fortnite and things of that nature, I mean there is a commercial aspect that exists in there that 100%. you know could be exploited i don't think ford is the right demographic you know for this but i but your point is still the same right where Hyundai. <laughs> i'm sorry yeah you're right it's more of a kia kind of group um but i think it's it's interesting because i think obviously what they're trying to earn out of this is sort of the in-game currency stuff right they want people to yeah. purchase and buy those sorts of things which is no different i think than the other game but i do think there is an element to it where the kids no matter if whatever game is, I think once you include kids into the mix with this sort of stuff, I think it changes the dynamic. Like it changes everything yeah. about it um, because kids don't know any different. Like Natalie the other day was again on the iPad. She's like, dad, I want to buy this game. And I looked at it. I go, no, we're not buying this. I was like, no, 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 no. That's not a free game. And you don't need that. Like we're not doing that. I'm not spending five bucks on this. That's that's bullshit. Um, and it's it's similar to, you know, how easy is it for kids to buy things? You know, and that started way back with Apple yeah. where, you know, kids were just and I think it had to do with Fortnite, too, where kids were just buying shit left and right. You know, well, I know my first iPod touch. I, for some reason or another, got parent credit card on there and it was just like it was supposed to be for like a one time thing, like get Minecraft on your on your phone. I mean, yeah, it wasn't that, but something. And I wasn't even aware that I still had access to it. I was like, okay, she put my credit card in one. She put the credit card in once. So like, I don't have access to it anymore. I like, cause that's like the responsible parent thing to do. But then the next time I went to buy something, it went through. So I was like, whoa, I bought something and it went through. I certainly don't have access to the credit card. So I guess I just got this for free and then proceeded to buy like $80 Ooh. worth of stuff. Mm. Cause I just didn't know. And I, and I'm sure that's, happened like once or twice in this old Fortnite, like yeah i i know i have put barriers on my stuff with apple especially like buying movies i every time i buy a movie i have to put in my passcode and that's by design mm -hmm. because i don't want nally be being like boom 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 and before you know what i have all these you know room on the broom and all these other bullshit <laughs> things where she because she's like i want to get that i'm like no 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 this isn't to stream this is to buy we're not getting this child's movie we could stream it but i'm not buying this thing that's not landing in our collection sorry i'm not going to do it and i will do the same thing moving forward with any sort of stuff i'm like i'm going to make it so that it's it's something that manually has to be done because yeah. i don't want that possibly hanging out there and doing that but you know kind of speaking of you know the other allegations against fortnite is Epic Games agrees to pay $520 million over FT FTC investigation into Fortnite privacy violations. So um, it basically, it, the allegations were that it violated children's privacy laws and used misleading gaming features that trick customers into shelling out millions of dollars, the FTC said. 
And um, basically, Epic collected the personal information of children under 13 without notifying their parents or obtaining parental consent. In addition, the company illegally enabled real-time voice and text communications for children and teens by default, which is kind of creepy. What do you think about it? Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the most lax point, in my opinion, because that's just common. I mean, every mm-hmm. single video game that has a, a mic, like, program in play or like any kind of voice chat or it's just on like just especially on console because you just plug your thing into your controller and it's on you just go Mm -hmm. so that's like another kind of example of a thing that if you're going to target the one you got to target call of duty you got to target overwatch you got to target valorant because all that stuff is just on yeah that that is just that is just true for multiplayer video games i agree and i i do i want to i think i feel like adding on to that because this is obviously known and popular with kids i think that's where as a company you do need to take an approach that is like okay we know a lot of our audience is is younger folks is this a problem that we automatically do this you know and yeah obviously obviously they reached a settlement and stuff but like don't you have to have like you put your age in and stuff when you make an epic account isn't there a terms of service when you log into fortnite for the first time like where like yeah like there's a terms of service like yeah. i don't i don't know i guess obviously they they did, the court decided that these the people suing were in the right but i feel like all those systems are in place like what are they going to change are they just going to make it so that when you make an epic account and you say you're 18 you still have to get like parent permission or something like because 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 kids can lie about that if they just put their age as older than they are like that is a another parent issue they have to be present when the account is being made but yeah. if they if they just give their kids the ipad or give their kids a computer there's nothing stopping a kid from just saying that they're 18 and getting up on the computer and doing whatever they want yeah i think that's a fair point i think um i would like to think that at some like especially if you know for example uh you know jill's nephew that's seven eight years old that's playing this the parent had to have created some sort of account for them to be able to do that so i think if that's the case there should be some features when you're building this that's like is this a shared account with an with a minor you know if so here are some suggested features one turn off you know voice communication number two mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know maybe i think it should be um I think there should be, I don't know, again, this is just me theory crafting. I don't know how this stuff works, but maybe there should be a simple checklist of things that are readily sure. available, easy to find. And, you know, I mean, hell, when I go and post shit on YouTube, it's like, does this, is this for yeah. content for children? Yes or no. And if you say yes, you have to go through a whole bunch of stipulations for that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. could it be something as simple as that where there's a checkbox that goes into into effect yep. with that sort of stuff? And And I mean, I guess... As far as what their response to this can be, I'm not sure they'll do something, but I also feel like it it, ha- it is purely cosmetic mm-hmm. because, again, kids are smart. Like yeah. we were just talking about it before the podcast. Kids know what they're doing. Yeah. And for the most part, it's like like, a, like an 11 or 12 or 13 year old knows that if they get access, like unfettered access to the computer, even if they if they're like, OK, your computer time is an hour and there's not a password that says you can't go to gmail they can make a gmail and sign up for literally anything that they want to yeah so it's like 
sure epic games can do anything that like can do everything and everything that like these people are asking them to do they can they can add in like extra layers they can turn off voice chat by default they can do all these but like kids are going to get into the game and they're going to turn voice chat on yeah like so i I don't i don't know i don't know what the solution is it's a two-way street in that regard i think there has to be in in my perfect world they do they add these feature features and then there's a concerted education effort Mm -hmm. on their part to partner with with people to basically be like hey look we understand because I think this would be a good thing for the brand. They could they could essentially do some sort of campaign, whether it's something that's in game, outside the game, or whatever. They're like, "Hey, we want your kids to play. We want this to be a safe place for them to be." Here's what we recommend: they have a whole section of their website dedicated to it. They have videos. They have all sorts of things. They're like, "These are the things we suggest." If you if you are starting up the account and your child plays, here's what we recommend. One, turn off voice communications. This uh, will turn off, you know, all, all these sorts of things. Set up things so they can't make automatic in-game purchases. Like, p- provide that conversation, that dialogue, so that you don't have parents that are like, I didn't know it was going to be like this, you know? Because then that that's yeah. the other side of the street is as a parent, you have to seek this stuff out. You have to understand this stuff. And if there's a something that's built into it, I think that shows ownership from Epic to be like, listen... We want everyone to enjoy the shit out of this game because they even say they're they're quoted in this ABC News article about them. Uh, it says uh, no developer creates a game with the intention of ending up here. The video game industry is a place of fast moving innovation where players expectations are high and new ideas are paramount. So they understand that, you know, this is a world where they don't they I truly don't think their intention is to do this stuff. That's how it's ended up. But what I will fault them for is they know they yes. know who their audience is to say they're like, oh, kids play this game. What a surprise! You fucking know. You fucking know. You know exactly. There are marketing people out there. There are tech people. You are gathering that information. You know you have voice chat logs. You have all sorts of shit. You know who's playing your game. You can then make an effort with that knowledge to make it a better place. And that's totally fine. I will put ownership back on the parents yeah. to be like, it's addicting to my kids. Of course, anything that fun that's fun is. Kids don't like to leave the goddamn playground because it's fucking yeah. fun. They throw fits and shit like that. You know, like it's going to happen. That's that's the kind of thing. So it's a two way street. And I think it can be managed on both sides of this in that regard. And not only that, I feel like Epic could set the standard for games in the industry of, hey, look, this is how we want to exist. This is how we want to communicate and establish a good rapport with our with our users. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it would be I don't think it would be bad if they did do that. I don't know if they will. <laughs> I don't think they will. Um, it's it's tough to. I don't know. I think it's 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 a missed opportunity on Epic's Epic's part because again, yes, kids play Call of Duty, kids play all these other games too. But Epic is the one that's designed everything about it is designed. Like you mentioned, Valorant. I mean, I don't know a lot of kids that are. I mean, I'm sure kids yeah. are playing Valorant, but the game like that, probably not. I mean, yeah. I'm sure some kids play Overwatch too, you know, but to some extent there's probably a barrier, you know. Whereas Fortnite just seems like walk right on in. You know? And if and if the shooting and building is too hard, you can play Among Us in Fortnite. You can play right. you can just do like obstacle courses in Fortnite. And you can still get experience for those things too. Right. Like so there's like all sorts of custom there's a, a a very vast custom games community in Fortnite too that still reward you for playing those modes. Yeah. So it's, you're right. You're so you're you're totally right that there is 
they do have the audience for that and they 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 probably could do some good if they wanted to yeah but will they they're like listen we offer free games almost every day i mean that's our goodwill it's a free game let's get a free game come join our platform please please join our platform it's like fuck you i like steam (laughs) (laughs) true yeah, uh, I do see. have I do have quite the epic library, but yeah, I get them every now and again. Seth says uh, I saw a thing where Valorant reported the highest level eight percent of online bullying for ten to fourteen year olds. Wow. Well, I mean, first of all, Valorant yeah. is just the design. If you've never played Valorant, it's similar to Counter Strike. If you haven't played that, it's essentially you have two teams. I think it's a five, five or six, five, five v five, five v five, and you go through rounds. And if you die in the round, you're out for the rest of the round. And then the next round, you, you come back in, you buy weapons, you enhance different things and stuff like that. So it's kind of intense. It's an intensity yes. I enjoyed when I was younger and in college. I enjoyed Counter-Strike immensely. But I got to the point when I got older where I just I can't. It's, it's a lot of pressure for me because if you run in, you die. You're like, great. Well, good luck, yeah. team. I'm out. You know, like- and, and that game specifically was marketed as like. In a lot of ways, it was like the Overwatch killer. Like a bunch of Overwatch League pros left mm-hmm. Overwatch for Valorant. It was like this is going to be the new esport. This is a competitive mm-hmm. game, and it was marketed that way. And they they never shied away from that competitive marketing. And so when these ten to fourteen year olds started playing this game, and they're maybe not so good, uh, all of the 19, 20 year old pieces of shit who are just like. <laughs> you know came from call of duty or whatever and their whole thing is just like being just okay enough at video games to beat the 10 to 14 year olds that are playing it yeah it's a it breeds a lot of toxicity yeah the last I've seen, game I've seen plenty of clips clips from valorant that are, i've seen more clips from valorant of people being toxic than any other game and i know a good handful of like women and non-binary people who play that game and I don't get know why bullied. they still play it. I don't know how you could log into that game every day and get, just get berated like that. They get so <laughs> I've seen plenty of TikToks of people just getting being such sweet assholes to each other. <laughs> sweet is not the right adjective to go with that, but <laughs> sweet, sweet assholes, you know, holding them, embracing them in their hearts and being assholes. Um, the last game I played, I played Valorant for about a week. And um, I, the last game I played, because I think you play, it's like the first one to 14 or 15 round wins. I forget what, you know, how it, it plans out. But we basically got goose egged. We didn't win a single round. We got absolutely just destroyed. And uh, the people I was playing with got toxic on our side. And I was just like taking the butt whooping. And at the end of it, the people on the other team go, are you real people or are you bots? It was just such a, it was just such a disparaging remark. Like, I mean, this is just seemed it was like you weren't even real people. And I was laughing it off and I go, oh no, you totally ruined real people. And my friend was like, don't talk to them. Cause my friend just got so just tilted. It was enraged. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I remember I was trying out a new character and they're like, you're not playing them right. I'm like, I just got. Like, let me play. If you're not, I'm like, I got to learn at some point, right? Like, I got to try. That's the whole thing. I'm not playing competitive, man. I'm just, I'm playing regular. And I just, I can't handle that shit. Like, I, yeah, that is is why I have, I have turned off like all my voice and text chat and stuff in Overwatch because there is, 
I have like a little bit of dirty fun when I can like shit talk somebody or like they shit talk me first and then we mm-hmm. win. And it's like it, it there is something to it. But man, it is just a lot more fun to not have any of that and just like play with your friends. And if you're playing with your friends, then you can shit talk to whoever you want because yeah. they're not going to hear you. Like <laughs> You can yeah. say whatever shit you want to. And that's just a much better experience. And I get tilted a lot less yes. because I'm not having to deal with that. I can just like shake it off go next because yeah. i don't have somebody that's like that like got the last word on me after i performed poorly or whatever yeah man i don't know what it is just everyone nowadays in these games like that's the reason why i never play competitive because i don't need additional pressure on top of that <laughs> where people are trying to erase their imaginary rank to have some sort of social status you know in make this the, game make the number go up brain get happy <laughs> <laughs> I've seen clips of people just loosen their shit over like these competitive matches and I I'm, I'm good. I don't need that. I'm fine. I'm happy just to do quick play. I'm a quick play guy. I'll quick play all day every day because <laughs> at the end of the day I just want to have fun. I'm never going to be able to dedicate enough time to be good at this sort of stuff and I'm okay with that. I'm at peace with that. There's times where I have this unrealistic goal of like I'm going to be good at Overwatch. I'm going to get decent at it and then I'm like, "Oh, there's a whole bunch of changes now, and I'm old, and I don't like adapting to these new changes, so I guess I just won't play. I just go through stints while I'll play a lot, and then I won't. I get handled for the game, and they're like, now we changed the game. There's a new character. I'm like, I don't want to learn a new character. I don't want to learn Ramatra. I'm fine with what's here. I don't care. I, I unlocked him. I have the season. I have the battle. I'm like, I don't want to play as him. Because I'm going to be bad at it. You don't have to. I was, I'm going to be bad it's at okay. it. It's okay. I like Kiriko. I like Kiriko when she came out. She's a fun character. I'm like, great, a tank. <laughs> a role I don't really enjoy playing because I feel like it's a lot of goddamn pressure. And now there's someone new and it's like, I don't want to play them. You know? And it's just like, and now they're like, guess what? <laughs> now, now if you're support, run for your life because the dive meta is in effect. Watch True. out for your butts because Doomfist is coming for him. You know? It's, it's, it's wild. But, well, you, know. you have uh, until April. Uh, April is when they add another hero. So you have that long to get accustomed and used to things and get to the grind. Yeah. <laughs> I've been bad this season on Overwatch 2. The first season 1, I was I was in it pretty regularly. I've barely played so far this season. I think I'm like level 5 so far. But, I'm in a blast. You know, Love it. Like, Love what are you going to do? I do like the, the Greek skins that they have available, yeah. which I think are pretty yeah, dope. So I like, nice. kind of want to get on that. But... Anyway, <laughs> gotta get that battle. Anyway, time. another big topic here I want to switch to because you are definitely a guy, and I know Zinny's here. I think this one's also for Zinny, and also Slotty is also here for you folks. Um, it's come to my attention that this uh, thing called Pokemon animated series uh, is saying goodbye to Ash Ketchum and Pikachu after 25 years. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, the last episode just aired. Ash just out of nowhere gets shot in the head. And then, like, I don't know why they did that, but... Oh, my, my God, God I'm going to <laughs> So the show's over. Uh, Pokemon 25 years. <laughs> so is it officially uh, yeah. over, or is it, like, like due um, to be done soon? So it is due to be done soon. Okay. Um. So, yes, the... The show over the last 25 years has been leading up to Ash Ketchum, uh, who set out on his journey to become the very best that ever was, uh, become a Pokemon master. And he has won two championships in a row. He won his last championship that he was a part of. And then he won this like world tournament, basically, 
and that's where they said, okay, he did it. He did the thing. He's the greatest trainer in the world. Like, by the numbers, this guy has beaten everybody else. So, uh, so Ash's journey is over. But, of course, the Pokemon franchise cannot go on without at least 30 projects going on at the same time. So, the anime will continue after an 11-part miniseries about Ash's send-off, uh, which will air sometime in 2023. Gotcha. From what I see in this article uh, from CBS News, it says uh, the series uh, Pokemon Ultimate Journey is a series focusing on Ash and Pikachu's journey will air on J- in Japan on January 13th, 2023. So that'll be happening pretty soon. So, um, so is Pikachu the only Pikachu that exists in the Pokemon universe? No. Okay, no. There so, are many Pikachu. There are many of all Pokemon with the exception of a couple. Gotcha. Seth like, put in there after losing for 23 years straight. Yes, so. <laughs> that's true. He's kind of got his ass beat quite a How bit. How old is Ash? 10. This math doesn't add up. He's been 10. He <laughs> left He left for his journey when he was 10, and he's finishing his journey uh, 25 years later when he was 10. <laughs> I think it would be great if he was 35 at this point in time, and this grizzled <laughs> guy is like... I'm the goddamn best. I'm the champion. I'm the so goddamn champion. So Sonny and I champion. were actually talking about that. Because uh, when all this news dropped, we had a very long discussion about it. And he had said that what if these new protagonists, that because they, they were like, yes, the show is continuing. So they showed us who the new main characters are going to be. He said, what if like that main character is his daughter? And the last episode of this mini series, this 11-part series that they're going to do, is like... it. it cuts out and it is ash as an adult like a like a grown man in his house and he's like and that was my story of how i became the very best and then his kid is and like that's how that i met your mother you and, know? All, and all that happened when you were 10 and he's like i don't know <laughs> he becomes an unreliable narrator you know <laughs> yeah, exactly it's like because then because then at least it's like it's better than the ash has been in a coma theory <laughs> oh, he's, like, it's basically a uh, a Jacob's Ladder scenario, you know? Yeah, or, he's, he's just like he's just been in the hospital for like years. Yeah, <laughs> but he's still he's still just ten on his Pokemon journey. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> weird. So, how does this feel for you? Like, I know you you follow the animated series, and you yeah. you obviously enjoy Pokemon. Is this a pretty meaningful thing for you right now? Yeah, I think so. It's interesting. Um, so, I I definitely grew up with Pokemon. Uh, and I did watch a good amount of the anime uh, when I was allowed to, because uh, it was something that my that my parents did not like. So we weren't like allowed. Okay, why to didn't watch they? It. Why didn't they like it? Because of the magic aspects. It was one of those. It was a Harry Potter. Like it's just like one of those things. Expand on that for me, if well, you don't so mind. It's, so it's like these creatures that have powers and abilities uh not so dissimilar to witchcraft uh and that is bad that was bad hmm. interesting because witchcraft is bad witchcraft can be bad i just i never would have lumped pokemon into that as far as yeah. so pokemon you know, was in there with harry potter uh f- i i kind of get harry potter to some degree not really but you know, but Pokemon, I'm like, these are just creatures that are yeah. enslaved to do, you know, uh, you know, dog fights, you know? 
Yeah, and it wasn't even that. I wasn't even the dogfighting thing. Uh, but <laughs> that's the thing, too. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter. These creatures are, you know, forced to fight each other in battle. It's just like, they have magical powers, you know? But there were definitely times that we were able to, like, get away with it. And we had the cards, and we were sometimes able to play the games. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I got any sort of, like, autonomy as a human, I was like, no, nah, I like this. I'm going to, like, be into this. Uh, so... Definitely, I think it was like probably sixth grade was when one of the new games came out, and I had like been out of it since I was really kind of little, and then I got back into it. And I've been on that ever since. Um, but I've watched a lot of the anime, I played a lot of the games, uh, I've dabbled in the card game, I've dabbled in some of like their other side projects and stuff, and of course, I have a bunch of the little guys. I got my little desk friend right here. This is a oh. rock rough. That's oh. my favorite. It's just a little dog that's made out of rocks. Nice. Uh, and I think that's pretty neat. And from the newest game uh, is the Weed Cat, <laughs> which is also a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that there for now. Nice. Uh, so, it, yeah. And I mean, it holds a lot of like sentimental value, too. Um, my first date with my now wife was uh, we went to get Pizza Hut. And then we went back to her place and watched the Pokemon f- movie, the first Pokemon movie. Uh, and since we have watched a bunch of the anime together and we're like keeping up with the current anime and we've played a bunch of the games together and we've like helped each other trade and like get stuff and, and do all that. We've, of course, been to a bunch of the like places where you can get plushes and like all of that kind of stuff. So definitely it's like a big it's a big nostalgia thing. It's a big sentimental thing. And I mean, this, this, I mean, I dressed up as this character for like Halloween and shit. It was like, oh. yeah, it's been like, it's been an icon <laughs> for like for childhood through adulthood now. And now they're and now it's new characters, which I think is good. I think it's a very good, cool thing if they do it right, if they make these characters interesting, if it's not just like rehashing the same old stories. But I think it also acts as a really good jumping on point for a lot of the new people that. We're like, there's 700, 900 episodes of this fucking anime. <laughs> it's like, okay, the Ash Ketchup story is over. Get it on the ground floor with these new kids. <laughs> so, what uh, if if you were in control of this series? What, how would you approach this so it's not the same old thing? What would you do to make I would, this? I would have Ash Ketchum be the father of like this new protagonist, and I, I there would certainly be elements from the old show because you want to mm-hmm. appeal to the older audience that's going to be showing it to their kids. And you also want to appeal it to the kids. Uh, so you have, you have that he acts as like, he's just there sometimes. Cause in the show right now, his mom just pops up sometimes. Like she's just there. She's a character everybody likes, but you only see her once a season. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that for Ash. His kid goes off on their journey and you do not do like the champion thing again. Cause Ash's whole thing was, I got to be the best trainer. Ever. I want to be a Pokemon master. You just don't do that. You do literally anything else. This kid could like want to be a professor. They could want to study Pokemon. They could be like, they could want to, they could maybe even not want to have anything to do with Pokemon. And they're like having to struggle to like learn how to like Pokemon in this Pokemon world where they're like, Pokemon racist. I like it. Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> it could just, it could straight up just be like, I don't know. I just want to like go work at a, at a, like a, company i don't i don't have any desire i want to go to school i want to have friends instead of like going off with like one person and traveling the world and like 
that would be an interesting angle. All right. I got a, I got a pitch for you here. All right. We go 20 years, 30 years in the future. We see a young woman, right? It's dark. There's a facility, right? It's heavily guarded. You see someone in like ninja gear or tight clad spandex, whatever you want to call it. Essentially, they're trying to infiltrate. They get close. They push the button on the side. They're surveying. They see what's there. They reach in. They pull a pokeball. They say whatever magic words they say because it's wizardry and it's bad. And they cast a spell and out comes a creature. The creature just whatever it is. I don't know. We'll make something up. Whatever it is. Name 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 a Pokemon. Pikachu. All right. Fine. Pikachu. Pikachu comes out. Pika Pika. <laughs> And she's like, take care of the guards. No deaths. And just, you see Pika go, pick pick up. And you see like the guards get zap, zap. And then back into the ball. And then you see this person essentially like going through, breaking through, hacking into the mainframes, doing all this sort of stuff, essentially infiltrating, pulling out government secrets. And then like using the Pokemon as a way to do what they, you know, to do the, the, the darker side of things. And you're like, who is this person? And then we're following that's happening throughout the world as, you know, whoever, you know, Ash, Ash's daughter or whatever is learning things like, have you heard about this person who's using Pokemon to do all these things? And they get wrapped <laughs> up in this like globalist conspiracy, you know, so that so that is so, sorry, so that is actually kind of something pretty interesting. It would be fun because so there is this there's a there's an organization called Team Rocket and their mm-hmm. whole thing is stealing other people's Pokemon likely to sell them at some sort of Pokemon black market. Uh, they're like, they're like, let's go steal strong Pokemon. Let's go steal people's Pokemon uh, and, and have them and like have our little Pokemon army. Uh, and so it, it would be kind of fun. I know he's, I know that that idea was kind of like, Oh, have you heard of this guy who's like doing this thing? This like Pokemon guy, but like, I'm like, what if, what if the new plot was this kid goes and joins team rocket? Like Ooh. what if, what if it is like, because Ash like fights Team Rocket every episode. They're like the monster of the week. Is is mm-hmm. as Team Rocket comes in, they try to steal the Pokemon, and then they get stopped. Uh, it would be so funny if it was like if it was Ash's kid, and they're like, "I'm a thug. I want to go steal Pokemon. I'm going to join Team Rocket." Or it's <laughs> to kind of add on to that. There's this person who's just using Pokemon for nefarious reasons, and Ash's child, daughter, whomever hates Pokemon because that's all she yeah. grew up with was her dad being like, oh, I gotta catch them all, you know, live exactly. up to my legacy. She hates him. So she joins some, get some government job where she's just trying to focus on things and she gets put on this case. She's a good detective and she has to begrudgingly figure out what's going on with this. And then ultimately she has to learn how to use Pokemon, study them, befriend them. That's her arc where she's trying to stop down whoever's doing this nefarious shit because you know, I don't know, turn into like a shonen manga sort of show, you know, make it fun. You know, that's that is exactly what I would want. If, yeah. if I were in charge, I would exactly want. No, she grew up in the shadow of the greatest Pokemon trainer of all time. She does not want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. We do know that she already goes off and is going to have her own journey. And like like they showed us, she picks her starter and like whatever. That was all part of the trailer. And she is going to have a journey that she goes on. We don't know what that is yet or what her motivations are. We do know that is going to be the thing. But if I were in charge, it would 100% be 
fuck you, Dad. I don't want to do Pokemon anymore. And I'm going to go off on my own. And I, I'm going to figure something out. <laughs> I love it. Which would, be, which would be great. I think it would be a lot of fun. So he says, by the end, you by the end of it, you would she would learn to love Pokemon. Yes. And would want to like, yeah. I think you can find a creative way to go about that. But yeah, if you're right, if they just do the whole like, I'm gonna be the greatest Pokemon trainer of all time, it's like we really don't, we really don't need to do this. But then the corporate's like, how else are we gonna sell these things? We're gonna sell these toys, these plushies. We gotta, we gotta sell them. Um, Slotty goes, you just described the plot of Detective Pikachu, I think. No, that's not the plot of Detective Pikachu, all right? I've seen that movie. I had no context for what was going on, and you know what? I enjoyed the film. I thought it was fun. So there you go. I like it. Why is she drunk in your rendition, though? (laughs) Because I gotta get tired of these Pokemon. Because she's old enough already to be like, fuck this shit, you know? (laughs) She can drink and be like, fuck you, Dad. I don't want you. I don't want... Your life. Fuck this shit. I don't want your life. <laughs> well, I am a grown ass woman. And I have needs and it's not Pokemon. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, I did a little bit of digging because I don't give a fuck about this sort of stuff. And I found some potential scenes on Reddit. Okay from the ending of this show do you want me to share them with you i mean i don't sure all right these are great chris pratt impressions by the way what do you mean i found some stuff where people said allegedly there's like they had they posted some snippets from apparently some potential leaks from the show i mean i don't know sure all right I'm going to read them. Spoiler warning for Pokemon. And we can fans. we can talk spoiler. All right, we can read them and you can you can you can tell me what you think. All right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know anything about this, so you're going to have to tell me if this is good at all. I don't know. All right. Yeah, so, here we go. Right. Pikachu sat on the grassy field painting heavily. No, nope, Pikachu doesn't sit. This this is bullshit. Pikachu I, has never sat once in the entire All right. First entire first first cannon. red flag. First red flag right there sitting on the field. Okay, we know this is problematic. Here we go. <laughs> Pikachu sat on the grassy field panting heavily and looking rather rather disgruntled. His opponent, a Bulbasaur, lay unconscious on the ground a few feet away with a smug grin on its face. Ash, Pikachu's trainer, approached with a proud grin on his face. Great job, Pikachu! Ash exclaimed, holding out a small red and white ball. Come Great on back! Great job, Pikachu! Come on back now! But as Ash reached for Pikachu's tail, the electric mouse suddenly stood up and backed away. Its black eyes narrowed, and it let out a fierce growl. Pikachu? What's wrong? Ash asked, his smile fading. I don't want to do this anymore, Pikachu said, its voice surprisingly <laughs> clear and concise. <laughs> I hate fighting other Pokemon. It hurts them and it hurts me. Plus, I'm just really tired of losing the Bulbasaur all the time. Can't we just go home and uh, eat some pizza or something? <laughs> Ash stared at Pikachu in shock. Uh, sure, Pikachu, we can do that. But uh, what about all of our other battles and adventures? Pikachu shrugged. I don't know, man. Maybe we can just retire and open up a pizza shop or something. Or better yet, a Poke Pizza hybrid restaurant. That could be pretty cool, right? Ash chuckled and shook his head. <laughs> okay, Pikachu, let's go home and think about our options. But no more battling for now. Got it? 
Pikachu nodded eagerly. Deal. Now let's get some pizza before I change my mind. And with that, the two friends turned and headed back home, leaving the defeated Bulbasaur in their wake. <laughs> I mean, you... Pikachu has canonically spoken, so I, yeah? I buy this. Yes. Okay. I mean, he says Pikachu. I know that. Does he say anything else? Yeah. There are there are a couple of Pokemon that can speak English, and and one time in an alternate universe, Ash's Pikachu has spoken English. What did he say? Uh, Please say it was like shit. I, fuck, I, I, co- I love cocksucker. you, Ash. Oh, like that. I love you, Ash. I love you. I love you. I love you, Ash. So, what do you think? Does that seem real, or is that probably made up? I think it's. I think it's probably at least thirty percent likely. Okay, probably the pizza part sounds probably the most likely. <laughs> yes, I, Ash is into food, so I don't think he would be against opening some sort of restaurant when he gets tired of battling. Okay, I love that first thing. Like, first of all, Pikachu doesn't sit. That's bullshit. I'm calling it out now. That's false. So. All right. Here's the other one. Here's the All other right. one. I don't know. You again. You 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 let me know. I think you kind of hinted at this before, so we'll. I'll, I'll be interested to get your your thoughts on this. So, Ash Ketchum woke up with a start, panting and covered in sweat. He couldn't shake the feeling that something was off, that something was wrong. He looked around and saw he was in his bedroom, but it didn't feel like his bedroom. It felt too clean, too organized. And where was Pikachu? Ash sat up and swung his legs over the edge of the bed, trying to shake off the strange feeling. He stood up and walked over to the window, pulling back the curtains to let in some light. As he looked out at the world outside, he couldn't help but feel like something was terribly wrong. Suddenly, a voice called out to him from behind. Ash, are you awake yet? Ash turned around to see an old man standing in the doorway, a kind smile on his face. Who are you? Ash asked, his heart racing. The old man chuckled. (laughs) It's me, Ash. Don't you recognize me as Professor Oak? Ash's eyes widened in shock as he looked at the old man in front of him. Professor Oak? But he had been a young man just a few hours ago. What was going on? Ash, I know this must be a shock to you, Professor Oak said, his voice gentle. But I'm afraid I have some news for you. The entire world of Pokemon, all of your adventures, they were just a dream. Ash's head spun as he tried to process this information. A dream? That couldn't be right. It all felt so real. But then, what am I doing here? Ash asked, his voice shaking. You're an 80-year-old man, Ash, Professor Oak said with a sad smile. You have been working at Disney World for the last 60 years, and unfortunately your time is running out. You don't have much longer to live. Ash's legs gave out beneath him as he collapsed to the floor, tears streaming down his face. It was all a dream. All of it. The adventures, the battles, the friends he had made. They had all been nothing more than a dream. As he sat there feeling lost and alone, Ash couldn't help but wonder what his life would have been like if he had never fallen asleep and entered the world of Pokemon. Would he have been happy? Would he have found a way to live out his dreams without the help of his beloved Pokemon? As tears continued to flow, Ash knew that he would never know the answers to these questions. All he could do now was cherish the memories of his time in the world of Pokemon, hope that somehow he could find a way to be at peace with the fact that it had all just been a dream. What do you think? 
Uh, yeah, I think there's like a 30% chance that that could be. Disney World parts. Spoilers See. over. Spoilers over. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that has been kind of like the leading thing as mm-hmm. to why Ash has been 10 all this time, but why time continues to pass in mm-hmm. the show. Because all of his adventures have still canonically happened. Mm-hmm. So he he starts in his hometown of Can- like his home region of Kanta. He does the entire thing there. He goes to the next country. He does his entire thing there. He just like he goes to the next, goes to the next, goes to the next. And all of these things have still happened, but he's never had a birthday. Like he has gone back and has made friends. He's gone back and, and people have been like, oh, you're the champion of this region. He's gone back and has met his Pokemon from the previous regions. And they all like remember him. He's like, yes, all of these adventures did happen. But the time is still passing. He's still doing more. He's still going on and like continuing. Uh, so that is why that theory came about. That Ash has just been in a coma in the real world or whatever. And it's just like, that's his... He's like brain dead, and that's like just his fantasy. How pissed would you be if that was how it really was? That's such, it seems fine. like such a schlocky way to do things. That cool. did that happened one time in a show decades ago, where it's like this whole show was in the imagination of an autistic kid. Like that's it's like what? That's crazy. I'm in. You know, I'm cool with it. You down with it? Yeah. All I'd, right. So I'd be I'd be happy. So full disclosure, these are two things I had Chat GBT put up for me. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. Um, oh man. The first one was a prompt: write a scene for Pokemon from a Pokemon episode where Pikachu becomes self-aware and tells Ash that he hates fighting other Pokemon. <laughs> the first version of it was incredibly depressing, and I was like, uh, "Make it funnier!" And so that's where the pizza part came from. Uh, and the second one was write a scene from an episode of Pokemon where Ash realizes that the entire world of Pokemon has been a dream, and he's actually an eighty-year-old man working at Disney World. And uh, <laughs> that's what I, it, I would have totally believed that it was that these were from Reddit. Yeah, that, and that's very good. <laughs> that is very, very good. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun to see what this would uh, this would fart out for me uh, again. You had to get the wording just right for some of this, because I also put in one. Imagine if Ash was just an 80, an 80 year old man. I put uh, dying from a sexually transmitted disease. It's like, yeah, we can't do that. Basically, I was like, I don't talk about shit like that. I was like, how fun would that be? Come up with something. And then I also said, it's hurtful to think that Pokemon is not real was its response. It's like, it's hurtful to other people to say that it's, it's, it's imaginary. I was like, wait, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I love, I love, uh, <laughs> Slotty goes, oh yeah, quote unquote, make it funnier, adds pizza <laughs> to chat GPT, the right Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it, it start, I was interested when it, when it started, Pikachu turns around, his dark circles around yeah. his eyes. I'm like, is this going to be like a Sonic.exe thing? Well, is he going to jump out of the Game Boy here's, and kill the I'll, user? I'll give you some pieces from this from the really sad version of this, um, where essentially it was the same for the first half. Um, and, and Ash says, Pikachu, what's wrong? And Pikachu says, I don't want to do this anymore. It's voice surprisingly clear and concise. I hate fighting other Pokemon. It hurts them and it hurts me. I don't want to be a tool for your battles anymore. <laughs> and then Ash was like, uh, I've never heard uh, Pokemon speak like this before. And but Pikachu, we've been through so much together. We've been a team for so long. I just I can't just let you go. I'm sorry, Ash. 
Pikachu said his eyes feelings with tears, but I can't do this anymore. I need to be free to live my own life, not just follow your orders. I hope you can understand. And with that, Pikachu, Pikachu turned and ran off to the nearby woods, leaving Ash standing alone in the field, tears oh, streaming man. down his face. Oh, I was like, fuck. Geez. I was like, ah, make it funnier. It's like, hey, let's open up a pizza restaurant, you know? Man. I was like, ah, that's pretty dark. Shit. Jeez. Um, no, it's, it's pretty canonical that they like it. Yeah, I know. I always make bad jokes about that. And you're like, no, no, no. They they do it because they want to, Doug, because that's the yeah, rule. Like Someone it. was smart enough to be like, oh, no, they like doing this in this universe, yeah. you know? That's it. That's it. I think it just boils down to they choose if they get caught or not. Mm-hmm. They, like, do have some sort of level of communication between, like, all species of Pokemon can communicate with one another. And they do have, like, feelings that they shit that they could convey with trainers. And so if they don't, if they, if they are saying no, the trainer gets that. And in the show, they've been like, oh, you don't want to battle right now? Okay, cool. We won't. Yeah. And that's it. Like Probably that, a smart they're, they're, they're world like, of rules to build into yeah, this. They, Otherwise, they can't talk, but they are definitely sentient and like somewhat. Yeah. Like cognizant of everything that's happening. And that's it. Like, that's all there is. That's pretty. That's, I'm glad <laughs> they built that in because otherwise it's like, yeah, this is just illegal animal fighting at this point. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for putting up with my shenanigans on that. I hope I you enjoyed lo- it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> they have agency, says Slotty. They do. Good. They that's what agents. we want. Well, that was like my secret segment for tonight. So with that, <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to recommendations. Noah, is there any movie, TV show, music, uh, anything out there that you think uh, folks should be checking out right now? Uh, if you haven't, it's been a long time coming. But uh, I think you should all play Hades. Ah! Uh, the, the Game Awards just happened a couple weeks ago, and they announced Hades 2. So it's the perfect time to get into Hades and play like 100 hours of Hades. Uh, it's an amazing game. It's a lot of fun. It's hard, but but that it's worth it. I've watched a lot of people play that streaming and i've thoroughly just enjoyed sitting back and watching it it just looks like a lot of fun great music great voice acting great art great gameplay that's really cool and also you're you're a streamer as well let people know what's going on with you in your streaming world god i don't know because <laughs> you were on youtube on twitch you went to youtube yes. but now you're going to be going back to twitch correct? i am going to be returning back to twitch uh twitch.tv slash at no arena come the first of the year uh, I will be occasionally returning to YouTube when I'm doing like projects that I plan to post to YouTube for like art stuff and kind of keeping that on its own, keeping all of like my YouTube stuff because I'm a filmmaker and I'm a graphic designer. I'm a motion graphics artist. I do all of these things and I like to make stuff and I kind of want all of that to be in one place. But when I'm just dicking around playing video games, I want that to be its own thing. That makes sense. So I am returning to Twitch so that I can keep things kind of separate. Uh would you just switch to TV slash Adam Arena? I play a lot of Sea of Thieves. I play a lot of Overwatch. I play a lot of roguelikes. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot of fun. Nice. You said Roblox? Is that what you said? Ro- roguelikes. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, you play Roblox? I was like, okie dokie. Oh, yeah. um, don't follow Adam Arena. Um, <laughs> very cool. Uh, I would recommend, I just listened to uh, the most recent Two Bears, One Cave podcast episode with Kumel Nanjiani, and it was a very enjoyable uh, conversation. Now, you got to give Bert Kreischer 
You got He just likes to talk about himself and interrupt, so it's really frustrating sometimes to listen to him. Like, because I'm like, I want to hear what Kamel has to say about this. And Bert's like, that reminds me of a time that I did something. I'm like, just chill, dude. But it's a really great conversation talking about how Kamel like grew up, became a comic in Chicago, did stand up, and then ultimately got into acting and stuff. It was it's a, it's a really cool episode. It's out now wherever you find your podcast. I really thoroughly enjoyed it, so I'd highly recommend you check that out. And speaking of checking out stuff, please, as a reminder, check us out uh, at youtube.com slash mindgappodcast. Uh, like and subscribe there. Uh, you know, leave a comment. You know, let us know how you feel about the uh, Epic Games stuff going on with Fortnite. Um, you know, if you think it's legit, if it's not, let us know what you think. Also, let us know how you feel about Pokemon. You know, Ash and Pikachu going bye-bye. Are you sad? Do you care? It's up to you. You decide. Let us know. Check us out there. Also, don't forget to check us out anywhere you listen to your podcast on the audio side of things. You know, you got your Apple podcast. You got your you got your good pods. You got Spotify, all that stuff. You can find us there. Rate and review. Share us around. Let everybody know that you care about your boys at MindGap Podcast. And, uh, you know, Noah, thanks again for hanging out with me and shooting the shit. This was a blast, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me again. Of course. Always, always a pleasure to have you back. With that being said, uh, I'll say to uh, Noah, thank you. Doug, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.